Fresh Hop Cinema is made possible in part by The Handlebar, offering 28 taps of craft beer, German-inspired pub fare, and an outdoor patio all on 20th Street right here in Chico next to Winco. They open every day at noon. The Handlebar, a specialty beer bar for the adventurer. Check out The Handlebar on Facebook or call 894-BEER for more information. Here's the show. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey, and welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a craft beer and movie show based in Chico, California. Mine is the voice of Max Minardi. <laughs> Mine is my own voice. I'm Johnny Summers. Welcome to the show. This week on the show, our review of King Richard, the Best Picture-nominated film from director Ronaldo Marcus Green. It stars Will Smith as Richard Williams, the father to tennis phenomena Venus and Serena Williams, and tells the story of the Williams family's hustle to get Venus Williams into the world of pro tennis. Beers this week are cycling their way north to us from Bike Dog Brewing in Sacramento, California. The first is a tropical forward hazy IPA called Send in the Clouds, and the second is a fruited sour boasting notes of prickly pear and passion fruit called Desert Bender. If you're listening on KZFR 90.1 FM, we hope you're having a wonderful Thursday evening. Unfortunately, you won't be hearing this episode in its entirety. You're only going to get the first beer review and the spoiler-free portion of our discussion of King Richard. Yeah, Johnny, but if they wanted to hear the full conversation, which includes spoilers for King Richard, our review of that second beer you mentioned, and our favorite segment of the show, Hot and Bothered, where could they go? Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, that sort of thing. New episodes are going to be dropping every Thursday evening at 5.30 p.m. That means it's available to all of our radio listeners right now. If you like the show, feel free to leave us a five-star rating and or a review on Apple Podcasts, and please let us know you did. We'll shout you out. We love that kind of thing. Get a hold of us on social media. You can follow us uh, on Instagram for pictures, Letterboxd for film reviews, and Untapped for beer reviews all at Fresh Hop Cinema, or go to our website, freshhopcinema.com. Yeah, if you want to get ahead of the game, you can go see Uncharted this weekend. It's a new action-adventure movie directed by Ruben Fleischer, starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Think National Treasure meets Indiana Jones, without the snakes, without the Nick Cage, and then base it all on a video game franchise, and that's kind of what you get. I'm going to laugh if there's snakes. Uh, <laughs> Uncharted is in theaters now. We'll be covering it, as well as Paul Thomas Anderson's latest and Academy Award-nominated film, Licorice Pizza. If you see either of those movies, or if you've drank any of the things we're discussing on the show today, you can email your thoughts to us at FHC cast at gmail.com we'll read them might even play or read them on the air all right let's talk uh let's talk let's talk whatever everybody's thinking about man money how do we how do we give our money to these guys that's what i was thinking about there's a really easy way everybody don't don't you fret your little hearts you can just use patreon that's a crowd uh, crowdfunding sort of artist support platform that we use to a post our regular podcast episodes like the one you're hearing right now as well as fun bonus episodes like um, bonus beer reviews which we just did one which turned into uh we talked about favorite breweries that i've played live music at we've talked about uh, what else did we just talk about oh if johnny is an a-hole for i don't know i'm censoring myself um for uh it was a dog poop dog related poop related <laughs> incidents it's fun we also have special events like we're seeing uncharted as a group this weekend um we have a bar hang every month it's a good time you can go to patreon.com slash fresh hop cinema if you want to know more details do you have anything else you want to add about patreon i want to drink this beer okay then enough housekeeping my friend you mentioned bike dog you have gotten the beers for us this week um do you have anything you want to say about them or should we just dive into the first one uh let's dive into the first one this is called send in the clouds 
Okay. Seems like a hazy IPA based on everything I can gather from what you've just poured. It is. It's a 6.4% hazy IPA that is brand new. It was canned on 215. So very, very new. Yeah. Uh, And the can reads, peach ring candies dominate with a backing of fresh cut pineapple and the flesh of a ripe orange. These hops are Simcoe, Citra, Cascade, Azaka, Cryo. So some frozen, my favorite hop. Yeah, right. Frozen Azaka hops. Um, mm-hmm. Frozen Azaka hops sounds like a great band name, by the way. Um, they play. They opened for a Neutral Milk Hotel. Sure. Recently. Yeah. What, what kind of music would that be? Frozen Azaka cry, cry, cry. Whatever. Frozen Azaka hop. Cry, cryo Azaka frozen hop. Sure. It'd be like it'd be like weird, sort of like like indie dubstep. Oh. Uh, acoustic like shoegaze <laughs> okay cool uh all right you've poured it you are about to drink it i see that i'm gonna pour it in my glass um it's a really great can by the way it's send in the clouds is written in clouds on a on a blue can and it pours a very sort of pale yellow um bordering on yeah on like a very light orange but i'd say a pale yellow very opaque decent amount of head left in mine and i can already smell it coming out of the glass what did you taste well this beer is supple nice uh, I would say this is immediately the first thing you notice is just very, very soft and gentle on the mouth. It is not too sweet. I'm not getting a ton of hops. It is interesting in that it is not overbearing in any one way. Sure. Usually the style of beer is either going to be too sweet or too juice for, you know, I mean, there's a lot of ways that this can go, but this yeah. is, I'm thinking this is, this is pretty nice. This is just that, is that super soft on your palate, or is, is no, my mouth just gone? Soft? No, for sure it is. It's it's very understated. I'll give you that. There's there's actually quite a bit of hop bite on the back end that might partially be due to all of the different hop flavors from the ones you just listed. There's there's quite a bit of sweetness up front, I'll, and like almost to the point that it's not a subtle sweetness. Like I think right at first it's almost like yeah, okay, that's like mm. for sure sugary sweet, and then it's sort of tamped down by some of that hop bitterness. Yeah, second sip, it's kind of turning into like a dry. Like a dry hoppy finish. Mm-hmm. I, I dig it, man. Um, <clears throat> it's it drinks lighter than I expected based on the way it looks. Yeah, um, and m- maybe some of that's the dryness on the end, but it's very light except for the very very front end of it, mm-hmm. which feels like it could sort of just fully tank into sort of a uh, a way too sweet kind of tongue laden heavy sort of drinking experience, but it doesn't for me. I'm glad that it doesn't venture down that yeah. path. I like the one that it took. I love the the bitter finish. It has like a little bit of a nuance in it. I think that separates it from a lot of beers of this style where it's it's not that overly sweet, crazy juice bomb. Yeah, are you a fan of Bike Dog in general? Yeah, I like their stuff. We've done I was I should have looked this up before we started, but we've covered them on the show before. I'm almost positive. Yeah, we did Dog Years a while back. Nice memory, dude. Mm-hmm. Um I remember it was for some reason I latched on to like Dog year, dog ears of summer because we did it in the summertime, and then I realized it's not even the expression. <laughs> That's what I remember from that episode. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember if I liked the beers or not. If I'm not mistaken, we did that on the same uh, episode where we did Yes, God, Yes. Oh man, remember that movie? I do. It was a great movie. It was a good with movie. with Timothy like, Chalamet. Yeah, no, great. Movie. Oh, that's funny. You're funny. Um, that was that was fun, and I think you might be right. Um, I'm just kind of browsing their website briefly just to kind of remind myself, but I'm on the wrong tab here. They don't have a ton of information about their current beer selections. They have a, a great merch section. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you been to the brewery itself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's because I feel like maybe it came under new ownership or a new brewer in the past few years. Am I tripping out? No, you're not, Kyle from New Glory. That's what it yeah, was. Our friend Kyle, friend of the show. Okay, sure. Yeah, I actually ran into him last time I was down there. 
And, okay. Uh, yeah. No, he is now at Bike Dog, and that's been a couple years, or not even maybe. I think in that area. Because Within I remember last year, year and a half, probably Kyle became a friend of the show in our first annual beer madness tournament two years ago, mm-hmm. um, almost three. We'll see. Something like that. I can't do that math. I don't I know don't why. Know. Um, but yeah, and that was when Ubedank from New Glory was in the running for, I believe, our, our championship round. That makes sense. So it must have been right after that. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually really stoked because I haven't had a ton of bike dog beers in general, but certainly since Kyle took over as I'm assuming brewer. Head, do you know head brewer? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Great. That little sort of question mark loop is closed in my brain. I'm going to come back to this. Are you digging this beer in general? Yeah, I like it. It's definitely favorable for this style for me. It's it's one that I would probably drink a whole can of. And for sure, I would drink this again just because it doesn't have that cloying sweetness that turns me off about hazy beers. It actually has a little bit of sweetness up front. I'm not saying a ton because it doesn't come across for me. We did just sample a smoothie sour uh, right before we started our recording, to be fair. So that could have been... On my palate still, uh, it could be some sweet sweetness blindness, if mm-hmm. that's a thing. If mm-hmm. it's not, I just invented it. Uh, but yeah, I, I like this beer. I would definitely reach for it again. Yeah, I dig it too, man. It feels very, very adjacent to summer weather. This is a great summer summer IPA because yeah. of that lightness you're talking about. I do think that some of what is coming on the back end now, in addition to the hop notes, um, or maybe as part of the hop notes, is a particular kind of grapefruit pithiness that I'm getting mm-hmm. that is causing it just to be a little unpleasantly bitter. And I'm not sure if it's just the combo of hops um, or if it's a particular one that's jumping out to me. I really hope it's the Azaka hop just so I can stay consistently mad at that hop. <laughs> but I bet it's not. <laughs> it's not. It yeah. might be. No, the Azaka hop's way more earthy. And I know that's what you don't like about mm-hmm. it. Um, I do like this beer quite a bit. It's not quite making a big enough statement for me to feel super strongly about it. Would you travel for it? No, but you and I grade stuff differently. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good, man. There's nothing that's super offensive to me either, aside from that sort of grapefruit pithiness. Yeah. It's kind of a run-of-the-mill, uh, above-average yeah. East Coast. I think since I typically tend to like hazy IPAs more than you do, um, and I'm more okay with some of that sort of uh, intrinsic sweetness, I'm going to guess that you're going to like this beer more than me because it is more of a well-rounded hazy rather than a one-dimensional one. Yeah. But I'm guessing that, uh, well, I'll tell you how I feel in a minute. What, what do you think of this? Do you want to give it an out of 10 or you want to talk about it more? Yeah, I give it an out of 10. Um, I Like I said, I would drink it again. I think that's a, a big testament, sure. especially for this style. For me, it feels it feels like a, like a, it's in the sevens. Okay. Seven, seven, eight. Seven point eight is pretty good. Can you tell me if these are? And you might have said it. Forgive me. Um, are these available for people to purchase, or is this sort of like a, a like a, a uh, like a, um, a press screener? Of a no, beer? no, no. Yeah, I picked up all the beers for this week at Spikes. Okay, pretty affordable. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me take one more drink, and you let me know if you have any last thoughts. Yeah, send in those clouds. Um, I enjoy it, just for the the fact it's not too sweet. Definitely drinkable. Has a nice bitter finish. It is the like a West Coast IPA drinkers east coast ipa i know i've said that before but this fits into that category of one that you will enjoy this beer if you don't traditionally enjoy that overly sweet style so yeah i think this is a a more accessible version of this style all right i got two things there's there's a bit of on the front end there's actually like a bubblegum kind of quality Hmm. that i really enjoy like a like it's sort of um like a hub above a max bubblegum, that super, you know, that kind of gum that you have oh, a ton yeah. of flavor. And then in like seven seconds, the flavor's gone. Yep. It's got that. And then it mellows out. And I'm realizing what I don't like about the drinking experience is that rather than being a swing, 
like a swing set at a park. I think that's a really nice sort of parabola of an arc. You're like, here's the sweetness, and then you kind of round out, and then, ooh, it's fun up here. <laughs> this is more like a seesaw where you're like, it's like this, and I'm getting on the low side. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, sweetness, bubblegum, peach rings, great. And then somebody much heavier than me jumps on the other side, and I just go, blammo, right into the ceiling. I guess this is inside. Um, and it's just bitter. And that kind of counterpoint doesn't always work for me. It's too much of an aggressive flip straight away. So I'm going to go out of 10 and say a pretty enthusiastic five, which is by definition, my sort of fine, Mm -hmm. but it's not like it's fine. It's fine. Like it's fine. Pretty good. It's almost good. It's totally fine. The fact that you had to qualify your five with enthusiastic. Well, cause you could be like, you could be like, yeah, it's a five or it's a five. Like, I don't know. I think if you're enthusiastic about it, it might score higher. You should score it the appropriate level of enthusiasm. Well, so the issue here is that this is when I shouldn't stick to my guns about not really using decimals. Decimals would be very helpful right now because mm-hmm. I could be like, a, this is a 5-5. Five, five, yeah. It's basically what it is, but I'm sticking to my thing. It's a 5. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm toying this, between a 5 and a 6. Is this the episode that you you dip your toe into the devil's dance? and you, I've done you decimals before. Decimal? Devil's decimals. I've done them. Um, well, when they're appropriate. <clears throat> I guess, all right, I'm going to take one more drink and let me really think about it. All right, it's getting deep. It's getting serious. I think that enthusiasm is going to add a few tenths to this score. Yeah, we're not getting close to six. I think it's probably a 5.4. Okay. What did you say for yours? 7.8. Okay. You should write that down for me. Okay. Um, 7.8 for you. 5.4 for me. Again, that's send in the clouds. Do you have any other uh, thoughts on this beer, my friend, or should we just... uh, keep this show right on down the road let's keep it rolling okay then once again you are listening to fresh hop cinema possibly on a thursday evening on kzfr 90.1 fm if you get a chance to try send in the clouds from bike dog we want to know what you think so please don't hesitate to reach out if you post a sepia filtered pic of you and your friends sipping it while listening to this show tag us at fresh hop cinema you can also email us at fhccast or if you're enjoying the show leave a rating and review on apple podcasts and now is a trailer for this week's movie, King Richard. But don't worry, there's no spoilers in the next segment. What's going on? Everybody okay? They got a call, said there was trouble in the house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you all need to look around. It's a little wet for practice, don't you think? Don't the girls have schoolwork to do? They do their homework. Tundi's first in her class. Lynn and Isha are too. Now I don't even mind you saying we hard on these kids. You know why? Because we are. That's our job to keep them off these streets. You want to check on the kids? Let's check on the kids. We got future doctors and lawyers, plus a couple tennis stars in this house. The chances of achieving the kind of success that you're talking about is just very, very unlikely. Okay, you're making a mistake, but I'm going to let you make it. Watch me hit a few balls. All right. So tell me your names again. I'm Venus. I'm Serena. So what'd you think? I wrote me a 78-page plan for their whole career before they was even born. Yeah, baby, yeah! yeah. These girls so great, how come I've never heard them? They're from Compton. It's okay. They're just not used to seeing good-looking peoples like us. She's nervous. Take a step up. Maybe she ought to take a few more steps up. Just get someplace safe. I think you might just have the next Michael Jordan. Oh, no, brother man. I got me the next, too. What's the next step? You got to take. You're not gonna just be representing you. You're gonna be representing every little black girl on earth. I'm not gonna let you doubt. How could you? 
This world ain't never had no respect for Richard Williams, but they gonna respect y'all. You don't walk out there with your head up. You are a champion, and the whole world know it. The most dangerous creature on this whole earth. It's a woman who know how to think. Yes, Daddy. Ain't nothing she can't do. You gonna show them how dangerous you are? and Serena gonna shake up this world. Venus Williams, who is your best friend? You, Daddy. Serena Williams, who is your best friend? Venus. Then you. Then you. After Venus. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, a show about the worlds of craft beer and film. Hopefully you're listening on KZFR 90.1 FM. Subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts to hear this discussion in its entirety. It's available right now. So at the end of this, if you just can't get enough, there's plenty more to digest. What you just heard was a trailer for this week's movie, King Richard. All right. It's the early 90s in Compton, and Richard Williams, played here by Will Smith, is convinced that he has under his roof not one, but two future tennis champions. We in the future, and as the audience know that he is in fact correct, his daughters Venus and Serena Williams will go on to become some of the most legendary players to ever put racket to ball. And yes, we've all heard their names, even non-sportsters like me. What we don't know, however, is what Herculean trials and tribulations forged these warriors from the fires of insurmountable odds and unlikely success. What lengths a father will go to to ensure that his daughters have a shot at the prestige of athletic immortality and how far might actually be too far. These questions and more are brought up in the new Oscar-nominated biopic from director Ronaldo Marcus Green and screenwriter Zach Balin. Uh, alongside Will Smith are Sanaya Sidney and Demi Singleton as Venus and Serena Williams, respectively. We also get some tasty little appearances from the likes of Tony Goldwyn and John Bernthal as charismatic tennis coaches. It's a classic underdog tale that tackles issues of education, information, and representation in a historically very white sport. It's all wrapped up in a tidy two and a half hours and first charmed audiences way back in September 2021 at the Telluride Film Festival. It's currently available in select theaters and on most major streaming platforms for rent or purchase, though depending on who you ask, it may or may not be on Vudu. Um, Johnny, take it from there. What would you think of this? And I assume you did watch it on Vudu where you say it is available. I did. Okay. I don't know what happened, man. I literally looked it up so we could use our shared account, and I did not see it on Vudu. It happens. So I paid different – I paid my personal money, not Oof, show money. That hurts. That I hurts know. On the <laughs> and then you were like, no, it's it's on Vudu. <clears throat> Whatever. What would you think of King Richard, man? Well, I'm going to be completely honest. I went into this movie fully anticipating to dislike it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why? I uh, saw the trailers and, you know, I questioned whether this was a movie that needed to be made. Uh, mm-hmm. I had thoughts uh, like, you know, basically, is this movie glorifying a pageant dad? Is, you know, w- this could go several different directions. And also, uh, I grew up watching the Williams sisters play tennis. So I had questions of whether or not this movie should be more about them instead of King Richard, their father, you know? So I'm very skeptical going in with a a bias leaning towards dislike by default. Um, But I ended up liking this movie way more than Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to. It is uh, a beautifully crafted underdog story, like you said. And I really enjoyed the way that their father was portrayed. Uh, And we'll get more into this later, but I did quite a bit of research after this to find out, you know, if it was an accurate portrayal, if the the Williams sisters signed off on it. And um, it is, in fact, 
pretty accurate. And nice. there was some cut scenes at the end of the movie, uh, actual home video footage that were kind of a testament to that point. So I really enjoy examining. It's something I think about all the time. It's this borderline ridiculous self-belief. Like yeah. just this insane belief in yourself that you're the best in the world that so many people that I've, you know, done research on and watched play sports have. Yeah. And it's it's this undeniable self-belief in your abilities that separates average, you know, mediocre from the great, yeah. the legends, the greatest of all time. And it was really fascinating to watch this display of someone having that asinine, just ridiculous self-belief in their children because he didn't have that for himself. It was all pushed onto his children. And the way that was portrayed in this movie was it came across as so encouraging and loving. And the fact that he was super focused on family and education and not pressuring them, I thought was an interesting kind of dichotomy in that it would seem to contradict itself. Like you can't have this insane belief in them and also not be able to push them to test that ability. So there was some interesting conflict. Man, it's just, it really, it got to me, man. I was so torn because, you know, this movie's about these children and then, you know, it has to get to that breaking point of when do you let these children decide right. their own fate? And like, when do you keep pushing and when do you step back and when do you let them decide they're ready? It was all of these things wrapped into this look inside kind of inner city life in Compton where things are not great. I mean, there was a couple drive-bys in this movie. It was it was profound, the accessibility and um, just in-your-face amount of violence. He got beat up, what, twice that we saw? Yeah. So, yeah. And we'll get more into that, but... Overall, this movie was pretty inspirational. Knowing that it was fairly true to life made it more enjoyable than I thought, and I was pleasantly surprised. My major gripe, I think, was that it didn't need to be two and a half hours long. I think this could have been wrapped up in 90, maybe 120 minutes. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I was entertained the whole time, so it's not even that big of a gripe. But in general, really liked this movie. What did uh, What did you think? Well, so a couple things. Um, I, and maybe I typically try to, like, I'd end up addressing your points before I say my own. I'm trying to change that this week because yeah. I like, I agree with everything you've said pretty much. Um, I want to start off by saying I also wasn't super enthused on seeing this. I think we can both probably pretty transparently say that the reason this sort of made our, our watch list and, and we've slotted it for this week is that it, it was announced to, to have been an Academy Award nomination for Best Picture. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a pretty good year. In Academy Award Best Picture nominations, you got your Licorice Pizzas, you've got um, Dune, which actually Dune's not my favorite example there. Um, Coda, Belfast, which we both we both love both of those. Um, Drive My Car, which we're going to cover soon. Um, Power of the Dog, West Side Story, which we haven't seen, but we will. It's an okay movie for like, or, or year for movies rather. And of those pretty good movies, I was least excited for this one, Same. which I guess is not to say that I wasn't excited to see it, just, just relative to the other pretty great movies. Fine, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a sucker for an underdog story. I love, especially a race relations based under. Remember the Titans? Horribly flawed movie, I think. Mm -hmm. Great movie. <laughs> I love it. Mm -hmm. And I, whatever. So part of me is watching this, King Richard, with just my weird emotional slant for loving underdog stories. Mm -hmm. I don't like sports, man. People know that probably listening. But yep. if there's any new listeners, I don't love sports. I will not really sit down and watch a game of sports. 
I will watch the F out of a movie about sports. Mm. Um, and that's not even really what this is. This is a movie about specifically the character of, of Richard um, and Venus and Serena and their whole family sort of dressed up to look like a sports movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a brilliant writing trick because it gets sort of like movie enthusiasts, but also sports enthusiasts. Like everybody loves a sports movie. Um, but I'm with you in terms of like seeing more about sort of the girls themselves would have been really nice. Mm-hmm. But I think Will Smith does a really good job here. There's He does a bit of a, a vocal affectation that for a long time reminded me of um, – Samuel L. Jackson and Kingsman. Mm. If you can get past that, which is pretty laughable, especially in that movie. If you can get past that, I think there's a really, really good performance to be had. There's a scene. There's actually two back-to-back scenes, both sort of helmed by, I'm not sure if that's the right word, um, by Will Smith's character. And it's a, it's a scene where he's talking to his wife in the kitchen. And then right after that, he's talking to one of his daughters on the tennis court. And it's, you sort of break through his sort of um, confident facade and he talks about sort of why he is the way he is. And those two scenes, especially back to back, just won me over for that performance. Um, in general, I think the movie is pretty concise. I, I don't know that I agree with you in terms of cutting down the running time. I think it's a pretty traditional three-act structure movie. And a lot of that momentum carried through for me. I did watch it in two sittings. So that might be part of that. Um, I really liked it, man. It's gonna sort of fall into this this sort of canyon that some movies do for me, which is that it's not a terribly um, innovative a story um, or B way of telling the story. It's not, there weren't too many shots or shots really where I was like, that's amazing. That's something I've never seen. And the editing was good. It was, it was, it was efficient. It was practical. It wasn't the most artistic movie I've seen. Sure. So it's going to have a hard time sort of reaching my top 10 of the year probably. Yeah. Um, it, Cause I tend to skew towards sort of, you know, a little bit more thinkers. creative choices and yeah, sort of artistic expressionistic films. Yeah. There was a pretty straightforward traditional storytelling, yeah, but it's like there, I feel like there's a really great sweet spot for family films about sort of coming together as a community or a family or, a, or any, or a romantic partnership, anything like that is, uh, is great. And I, I love all that kind of stuff. So I, I really dug it, dude. I, I like this quite a bit. Nice. I think I'm right there with you. Yeah. I would have loved to seen more about them. Also, just kind of a nitpick there was such an opportunity to like cut in the actual sisters it like later in the movie yeah. on some of those serves oh, in yeah. the slow yeah. motion i kept waiting for it to happen and didn't but that was just yeah, right. that was just me but yeah i agree very traditional i mean it was a unique story and that it was specifically their story but i think it was presented in uh, familiar formulaic type film where where are you at with Will Smith as a performer? You it's, a fan? It's hit or miss. Okay, give me a give me a hit, give me a miss. Oh, okay. So a hit would be um The Pursuit of Happiness. <sighs> okay. Miss would be Gemini Man. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, I think I'm right there with you. I also so like those are pretty different movies. Mm-hmm. Um Pursuit of Happiness, Seven Pounds, like those sort mm-hmm. of heavy handed dramatic roles that are very based in reality, versus something like Gemini Man or like um iRobot, mm-hmm. you know, which require a lot less dramatic heavy lifting and emotional heavy lifting. But I think sort of in the middle of those is um, I Am Legend. Oh, love that movie. Which is, is if you, I don't know why you wouldn't know this if you're listening to a, a, a movie podcast. Maybe you're listening for beer and you don't know about this movie. Zombie Apocalypse, sci-fi, you'd think that's it. There's a just a heartbreaking scene with a dog in that movie. To the point that anytime Will Smith cries on screen, I cry. Mm. He's just got this. He's like my barometer. If I go, well, if he's crying, I guess I should be crying, and it just happens. 
Um, I love Will Smith as a performer. He's so charismatic. He's great. Gemini Man, trash. I actually watched <laughs> part of it to kind of prep to get in the zone for this. Yeah. They, they shot that movie in 120. I know. I was going to bring that so up. it's so uncanny and weird. It's gross. Yeah, it looks it like you're watching the, a TV demo at Best Buy. It's gross. Yeah. yeah. Um, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. The point is, um, this I thought was very good. King Richard, very good. Will Smith, very good in it. I think um, the the girls are great, too. The, everybody else on the auxiliary, including, by the way, John Bernthal, who mm-hmm. is much more capable than just being the Punisher. Yeah. John Bernthal is very funny. Yeah. And he doesn't get enough comedic roles. I think he was a great addition. He's sort of the second coach that they enlist, and we spent a lot of time in the second act of this film sort of getting to know him and his sort of camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's great. I think everybody does a really good job in this. I'm wondering if we can talk, let me see if I can phrase this question in a way that avoids spoilers in our final couple minutes here. Um, there is a, there, there's, a, um, maybe I can't. There's a final match, I guess, right? Uh, you can't talk about Yeah, that, I guess not. There's like matches of tennis throughout. I guess I'll just, you didn't hear me. There's matches of tennis and I guess you're right. I guess we'll just leave them on that we can talk about that in the danger zone mm-hmm. um is there anything else you want to talk about here before we rate it i think we should probably rate it and uh it's not super spoilery in that we all know who those sisters are so it's not okay. there's no great success you Wait, know so surprise that, hidden okay so that's what i did want to talk about is like the effectiveness of some of these matches like because they're sort of played as if we don't know what's going to happen. And I guess to some extent we don't. Like one of them could lose a match, I guess. That's not the end of the world. But we know where they're going as athletes. Yeah. Does that diffuse any of that tension for you? Or are you still just like in it? Because I found that I was very much invested in those scenes. I was into it because um, most great champions find motivation through defeat so sure. at some point sure. in their sports career. So you have to kind of anticipate. Yeah, you know that they're you know, world champions and right. world-renowned tennis stars now. But how they got there, we don't know. So, I mean, I was invested because, one, I was curious about that. And, two, I don't know a lot about their early history as mm-hmm. young as right. young tennis people. So, yeah, I was invested in those matches. I was I was rooting. I was pulling. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, unless it's one of, like, the major matches that you've watched them win, you don't know what's going to happen in their junior tennis career. Yeah, agreed. I really like the balancing act that Will Smith pulls off, kind of circling back to what you were saying about that overconfidence and just self-assuredness that you are the best. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the fake it till you make it scenario. Like, the yeah. self-talk that people give themselves, I think has some real merit in terms of what you are capable of. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're constant, and it goes both ways, if you're telling yourself every single day that you're bad at something, you, you're going to be bad. Yeah. Like it's, it's just that your brain's this big computer. And if you're running a program, that's just like, I'm terrible. I'm bad. I'm horrible. You're going to be worse at it. Mm-hmm. But if you convince yourself that like you're better, it, it gives you the motivation to do it. And I think the moments that we get a chance to see a crack in that facade of his, and one of those is the kitchen scene. And the way that he plays that so sincerely and you fully get to see that breakdown of that very cocky character. I bought it. I thought it was great. It's, it's, it's up there with some of my favorite um, actor performances of the year, I think. Really? Particularly that scene. So you think you might have a shot at best actor for this? Is he nominated for this? I can find out. Um, I, he would be, he'd be in my list, I think. Well, I'm saying that off the cuff. But we should rate this and I then agree. we'll get into that maybe in the next segment. Yeah? I think that's fair. Just to clear it up though, he is absolutely nominated. Yeah. Okay. Um, King Richard, Johnny Summers, uh, out of 10, what you got? Out of 10, I'm going to give this 7.5. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 7. It's, again, like it's a, I think it's a really well-made sports biopic. Mm-hmm. And But that's what it is. And for me personally, if you know my taste, that's sort of where that sort of thing lands for me. Yeah. Um, you got anything else on King Richard? Well, it didn't get higher because nothing about it surprised me. And mm-hmm. it didn't get me 
like so invested emotionally that I was like, you know, on the edge of my seat or really like gripping at any point. Yeah. It was all, it was a very comfortable movie and it felt like a comfortable watch. There was no massive stakes, no high suspense. So yeah, for me, it was, it was solidly entertaining, well worth the watch, well acted, very, very engaging. If you are a tennis fan or a fan of, of the sisters, or if you just want to know more about them. So yeah, worthwhile. Uh, not the best sports me I've ever seen though. Once again, you've been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on KZFR 90.1 FM. King Richard is currently available to purchase or rent on video on demand on most major platforms. If it had the sorts of effects on you that it had on us, or if you think that Will Smith's Gemini Man was a masterpiece and he shouldn't have ever made another film, do let us know. You can find us on social media at Fresh Hop Cinema or send an email to fhccast@gmail.com, or just go to our website, freshhopcinema.com for film reviews, beer reviews, and episodes of this show going all the way back to 2016. To our KZFR listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. on KZFR 90.1 FM, people-powered radio since 1990. As a reminder, if you want to hear the rest of today's conversation, which includes spoilers for King Richard, a review of our second beer of the day, plus the titillating, sensual, and always revealing hot and bothered segment, head over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema, The rest of this episode is waiting for you right now for your auditory consumption. And to those of you already listening on your preferred podcast app, we'll be right back with The Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Welcome to The Danger Zone, part of the show where we spoil our movie of the week, which is to say, if you haven't seen King Richard, um, you've been warned, we're going to spoil it. Spoiler alert, the Williams sisters are badass at tennis. They're very good at tennis, apparently like best in the world. And I really didn't know that. Like I did. Oh, really? I, I did. Like I know Venus and Serena Williams. Like I know the names, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> I don't know. Did you write the score of the movies, by the way? Because I didn't do it. Did I what? Did you write the score of the our scores of the movie? No. Could you please do that? Because I forget. All right. Well, and then I have to go back and listen when I edit. And I don't well, want to hear you speak. I don't either. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, what did you give it? Uh, seven. Yeah. Maybe a six. And I give it a seven five. I think you give it a seven four. You're right. Okay. Cool. We did it. We're back. We're ready. That's why it's the danger zone. It's fucking unpredictable. So, so, so the point is what I was going to get at earlier is like, there's this final tennis match with, with Venus versus the number one sort of seed in the juniors tournament. Is that what it is? Uh, She loses in sort of a cheapskate kind of way. It's always a bummer to see. Like, I love a good, uh, this isn't true, but if I have to watch a sports game, I'd prefer it to be a close game. Like you want a good game or a good fight. Like you don't want to just watch. You want a a fair match. Nobody likes that. No, nobody has fun playing. You want to watch a good competition. Yeah. And Venus was just whooping this girl's ass. Mm-hmm. When the girl's like, I'm going to go now to the bathroom. I have I to poop. And tennis is one of those weird sports. They just have these rules from like the 1600s. They're like, I guess that's a rule. You can just go. It's called icing somebody is what they say. Mm-hmm. Then Venus loses the match. Yeah. Because she gets in her head. Yeah. Because she's brand new. It was an okay way to conclude the movie. Especially when you get the fans that happen. Actually, especially when you get the family meeting in the locker room. Yeah. Her dad is finally like, well, he kind of is just consistent at that point. You know, he's like, he finally gives her praise. And it's not about tennis. It's about her as a person. Like, yeah. Yeah. We you can't believe him, in yourself now. Like, this is it. Yeah. We see him growing a little bit and getting outside of that. Yeah. Like, um, just push, push, push. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I like that, too. I like the way it ended. Um, and obviously that loss probably just propelled her into yeah. well and like they said in the trailer or the post credit i should mm-hmm. say what would you it's not it wasn't the post credit but it was like the 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 
epilogue? What, what would you call that? Uh, Where at the end of the movie, there's like words that come up that tell you what happened yeah, to them after Yeah, I think this. epilogue works. Okay. Post-credit also works. Or postscript? It's a little PS. Yeah, you can movie. make it like a letter. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is. It's a letter on the screen. Sure. The postscript. You know how what? It wouldn't be postscript, though. Would it be post the postfilm? Postfilm. Script is like for specifically, it's at the end of the script. PF. Yeah, PF. Uh, they alluded to to Venus getting what like a twelve million dollar endorsement deal from Reebok yeah. within the next like two years. Yeah. So that that loss just was even holding her own against that person that was yeah. number one in the world, and she was unranked, hadn't played a tournament in three right. years. That gave her the notoriety to just propel her to superstardom. Totally. Um. Yeah, man. I I was going back and forth a little bit because Richard is not always right. Like I th- I disagree with his tactics in some of this. Yeah. Like you should just listen to John Bernthal's guy who's done it. But at the same time, he's the exception. Richard is because it does work. Mm-hmm. And now he has two champions. So like, it just seems dumb and risky. So yeah. like when they tr- started turning on the deal, the first Nike deal, the three million dollar one, I was like, mm-hmm. I think you know, I should take it. Right. But then I was proven wrong again, and I was like. So I eventually started, I was just like betting against them the whole time. I was like, I'm going to be right one of these times. Yep. And I was not. Yeah. It's a real underdog story. It really is. Great. Man, they knew when to hold them. Yeah. They knew when to fold them. You want to keep going? No. Okay. <laughs> was that in that movie? You're is that damn right During the road trip? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. This is a good movie, man. Yeah, it was solid. Um, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you I, think- I, it's no, you know, dude, it's a movie that's gonna come on like around Thanksgiving. Yeah, like I'll be home with my family, and it'll just be like on AMC or something, and I'm like, oh, let's keep it on, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, in that way, it's like totally palatable for like. There's nothing about politics really. It's like set far enough in the past where like there's no Trump stuff happening. I want to put on Don't Look Up at Christmas this year. Mm-hmm. I guess I missed the Christmas window. Did we cover that before Christmas or after? Don't Look Up. Yeah, we've. You oh, co- I covered. You it, covered yeah. it like three weeks ago. Are you kidding? Was no. that th- that wasn't three weeks? Ago. Yeah, it didn't come out that long ago. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was All like right. within the last month. You missed the Christmas window, there, my guy. All right. Well, the point is, Don't Look Up is a pretty divisive, probably film. Probably just like if you got like old people in your family, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck, man?" <laughs> yeah. Like if yeah. their favorite color is red, they might not like it. But if their favorite color is blue, they might think it's a great movie. Sure, just totally arbitrary colors. Yeah. Um, there's a great scene in that movie where Jennifer Lawrence's character goes back to her family, um, and like for the holidays mm. or something. And the first thing she's been, she's a scientist that discovers this comet that's going to crash into earth. The first thing her family says is like, Hey, before you come in, like, we just want to let you know, we're in favor of the jobs that the comet's going to create. So let's just not talk about it. Oh my God. <laughs> that is pretty nuts. I yeah. hate that movie. It's a bad movie. If that movie wins, I'm going to lose it. I need to watch it. Cause I've heard yeah. a lot of people say that it's really good. It's better than Tatane. Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry, mix those up. Detain is better than that movie. Okay. So if you watch that, you better watch Detain. Oh God, are we gonna still try and sneak that whole movie review in? Or is that e- just gonna be your bother? It's it's not I'm not even gonna talk about it, except for right now. Oh, okay. It's just weird, dude. Yeah. It's the weirdest movie. She has sex with a car. Oh. Kind of. What is that called? There's a word for it. Autoerotic? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's mechophilia. Oh, really? I believe. I watched it. It was on Ripley's or one of those My Strange Addictions sure. and shits like that. Yeah. Dudes, mufflers, that's things. not good. It's, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Well, Tatane is is a since we're on it. Uh, Julia Ducournau, she directed a film called Raw back in 2017. That sounds right. Something like that. Um, about a girl who goes to college and discovers that she is very interested and loves um eating humans. Sick. Yeah. It's a that weird movie. Um, very experimental, very auteur sort of stuff. I loved Raw. 
I did too, which is why I was so stoked to watch Titane and Titane lost me. Titane. Um, it's a, it's a movie that explores a lot of, in, in addition to having sex with cars and sort of, uh, the weirdness associated with filming something like that. It's sort of abstract. She's in the car and the car, you see it from a long shot. The car's like bouncing and you hear her reaction, but there's like gender identity and sort of relationship with parents. And it's, 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 um, was not it, for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, people would, love it. Some people love it. Is it, was it like over your head? Like the metaphor? I'm was worried. Just, I'm worried that it was, was the metaphor too better? Dude. I don't know. I even, I think I said something like that in my review, but I really, 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 um, did not enjoy it, hmm. which is part of the reason I want you to watch it. Cause I want you to be like, <laughs> Oh, thanks. Well, a, you and I sometimes like different things. Yeah. B, you might be able to watch and be like, well, no, here's the thing you're missing about today. Mm. Okay. Well, I will have to investigate that. I might watch it. You said it's, where is it streaming? It's streaming for rent on the internet. You could just rent it. Um, I, it was available for rent for 99 cents. Yeah, I gave it I gave it a one and a half stars out of five. And I really said, I said, man, maybe I'm dumber than I thought I was. <laughs> but that movie went right over my head. I was really looking forward to Tane. I literally just, everything I just said now. Um, there's a smattering of avenues used to explore trauma in some intensely layered metaphoric ways, but the things I had to sit through to get to the end of this film did not justify those explorations in the slightest. Hmm. I think that not sure if the lack of character establishment is objectively one of this film's main problems, but it was definitely one of my problems with it. So was this easier or more difficult to watch than climax? I hate climax. Great question. Um, different, different stresses. I would say this is easier than climax climax. I was wrong by the way. Titans on Hulu apparently. Okay. Um, climax from director Gaspar Noe is, um, is a sensory, molestation i hated that movie did we see that at at the pageant i think so what a t ugh. he's right up there gaspar noe with with lars von trier for me of like sort of just like like i think he hates people that see his movies i think he's like i'm just gonna torture you i'm yeah. gonna give you stuff that is so horribly unenjoyable he's a sadist it's like it's terrible doesn't matter really this is this these, these movies are the opposite of king richard mm. and ford versus ferrari yeah great movies just to put on everybody's gonna like them it's fine you should put on climax at christmas <sighs> god oh that'd be a fun top five is like worst the movies worst, to put yeah, on at totally. christmas. it's just literally gaspar noe's filmography or, guys, or like Lars von yeah you guys like willem dafoe right let me show you this movie called antichrist man that's a tough one too they're all bad do you have anything else in king richard no okay um, then let's go beer number two. We have it out on the table. Do it. Tell I poured me. it. Oh, you did. Wow. You've been sitting there this whole time. I've just been yapping. It's fine. <laughs> so our second beer is a 7.2% sour called Desert Bender. Their rotating series of sours is always called Bender, and there's usually a prefix of some variety indicating what's inside the can. Desert Bender is because prickly pear, which grows in the desert. Smart. Yeah. And passion fruit and lime. So Desert Bender... This sour beer starts with a warming sour base, adding prickly pear, passion fruit, and lime at once refreshing and puckering. Uh, okay. And it's a big beer. Like I said, 7.2%. 7.2, man. Right up there with my with my torpedoes. Um, very, very much looking like a sort of fruit, like a carbonated fruit punch kind of vibe. It's very pink um, in your glass, at least. I'm going to pour it in mine. What do you think? Hmm. That's pleasant. It's very sparkly. Uh, you get this blast of tartness, but then it, it's mellowed out by that prickly pear sweetness yeah i'm assuming prickly pear is sweet uh, yeah i mean you what are the it's not gonna be like spicy or well, it could be tangy i guess but I'm, yeah i don't know i don't either i've never had prickly pear damn we're good at this yeah <laughs> but if i knew what prickly pear was i would tell you if this tasted like it or not but i don't so i'm gonna tell you that it tastes pretty sweet 
the passion fruit must level it out, give it sort of like a musty, earthy fruit quality. And then the lime's there for some brightness and some punch. And the lime's really coming through on the finish. It's got a nice, like, fresh lime juice kind of salivary thing happening at the end. Sure. I was just thinking about it while you were talking, and I was I was racking my brain for because I know I've had prickly pear. And just going off the cuff, I think the flavor of a cactus pear, which is what it's called sometimes, is sweet but somewhat bland, similar to like a melon, you know? Mm, okay. And, and if I remember right, despite the name, the fruit's not actually a member of the pear family. It was simply named that because of the prickly fruit resembling a pear in, in size and shape. Again, I'm just going off of memory here. So is it a melon? It's not a melon, Johnny. It's a cactus. So it's just a cactus fruit. Yeah, it's a cactus. It's definitely a cactus fruit. And unlike... unlike uh, <laughs> I can't read anymore. <laughs> Just reading off of um, farmersalmanac.com. <laughs> Unlike the fruit, uh, no pails. This is just like, you know when you Google something, it shows you a snippet of the actual article? Yeah. And like it's got like lots of ellipses, so like these sentences don't even go back to back. Yeah. Whatever. It's not a pear. It's like a cactus, and it's kind of melony, but pretty bland. So we're looking for melon notes mixed with passion fruit notes and yeah. lime notes. I'm yeah. getting, I probably would safe to say, all of those. This okay. beer is very enjoyable. It's got a nice sweetness to tartness ratio. I oh, think. Oh, I think that's disgusting. Oh wow! Wow, that is really not for me. That is unpleasant, or it's unexpected. It might just be unexpected, and I can go in again. But wow, that was sharp. It a little bristly. It's almost like they left the spines of the cactus in it. See, I'm getting um, almost like a grape um, skin type okay, flavor. Sure, definitely grape skin with that like dry, not pithy. I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe grape skin if you've never just tasted grape skin, mm -hmm. but it does have that flavor. And I'm wondering if that's part of the, the passion fruit. No, it'd definitely be the prickly pear. Um, yeah, yeah, probably grape skin. What, what, in, in what scenario do you eat it by itself? Um, I've peeled grapes. Normally people do that to eat the grape inside. Yeah, but then you, you peel it and just eat the skin. Just eat the <laughs> Toss flesh. out the rest. With a tiny scalpel. Just, <laughs> oh, that's just great. doing little grape surgery. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, when you eat a grape, you can tell like when the fruit's gone and you're still kind of just chewing on it. The the skin has that just it's dry. It's got a very unique flavor. I don't I don't know what else I'd compare it to, but I definitely get notes of that in this. I like this beer. I think it's a unique fruited sour. I'm not super familiar with the the flavor profile of the adjuncts, but I'm digging it. I think it's it's kind of an interesting little little mouth adventure. I think it tastes like trash. I think that this should have been a goza <laughs> that was um, much sweeter or much saltier or possibly both and way less tart. This is this is offensive to me. Hmm. I am finding that I am disliking not only this beer, but Kyle as a person. Of <laughs> 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 far, it's not true. It's it's okay, man. Like, um, I don't enjoy it. I, I think you're going to say you're starting to dislike me. No, no, no. Damn. <laughs> I'm starting to dislike today no it's um it's fine man it's just uh, it's very aggressive and very sharp for my palate not yeah. something and and those flavors are so sort of pernicious and like very very bitey that it's just like really it's a 16 ounce can and you and i are splitting it and even that's way too much hmm. this should yeah. be served two ounces to three ounces at most it's pretty in your face i'm done i'm done with this beer, I'll tell you. I will caveat this whole review from both of us that neither of us sours are our go to go to style no but I do like a good sour. Yeah. I also hate a bad sour. So, Fair. so. 
Maybe if this were it goes, I wouldn't feel so salty, but I Maybe. do. Sprinkle some salt in it, see if that helps. I don't think I'm allowed to do that on the show. Like, I think critically speaking, I'm not supposed to do that. Probably not. Do that after. Yeah. Um, wow. Right. Very bad for me. Okay. Well, okay. on that glowing review, Max, give me your 10 out of 10. I don't know. Two? Okay. Yeah, I think it's gross. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. We were here for honesty. What about you? Uh, I think it's it's definitely a sour enthusiast's beer. I like interesting fruit flavors that I've never experienced before. I think it's it's a unique beer. Uh, I think it is definitely very, very tart. Like mm-hmm. bristly, just punchy tartness, and all of the adjuncts are right up front. You're mm-hmm. getting a ton of everything that's in it. It's not subtle. It's very in your face. It's loud. It is vibrant. I think it is definitely more on the enjoyable side. It's not going to change my life, but I do like it. Uh, I'm going to give this like a 6.3. Six, okay. That's all right. I think that's insane. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, all right. Well, that's freaking, um, what's it called? Desert Bender. Desert Bender, right. That's, I, just, <laughs> I literally just threw it out of my yeah, mouth. Like, I don't need You've this just disregarded all information pertaining to this beer. Okay. Two for me. Uh, you said 6.3. Two. I don't remember. Man, it's tough because like when we we're back to recording the same room for a couple weeks now, and when we are separate, like I have just the notes in front of me, but now like I'm looking at you to listen to you, and then on my first screen I have what's prickly pear supposed to taste like, and then over <laughs> here I've got the session rolling, so like I just don't have the name in front of me. All right, so six point three from me, Great. and a two from Young Maxwell. That is Desert Bender. Get it at your local bottle shop. I go hot and bother. Let's do it. What's got you hot and or bothered? Give me the noise first, though. <sighs> Uh, okay, what's got me hot and bothered? Um, where to begin? Jeez, um, <laughs> Louise. Um, okay, I saw, I was in Modesto last night for a celebration of my mother's birthday. And she lied, and it's not what that was at all. She just knew if she told me and my sister, I want to take you to a musical theater show in Modesto, would you please come? We would have said no. But if she know. had said if would you please come to Manesto to celebrate my birthday? We'd be like, oh, yeah, all right. And we went to a performance by what is called uh, the Choir of Man. And they're a musical theater performance troupe uh, based out of a combination of, of, of Ireland and London, mostly. Hmm. And they put on a, an 80-minute show, 80 to 90-minute show, I think, um, about a pub in which there is a resident choir basically. Okay. And it's a bunch of goofballs and fun times. They do sort of a mix of contemporary songs and a little bit older sort of classic songs. Um, you're everything from like titanium to some nights by fun to dance with my father. Again, it was a very emotional show sort of centered around the idea of community and what it means to like have a, have a sort of place of gathering like a pub and, and sort of the specialness of that sort of thing. It's not just about sort of getting fucked up with your friends it's about having a place to come and a shoulder to cry on, or you, you, I don't have to explain this to you, but some people that have never spent time in a bar, mm. like, like there's been a just something a about it. Um, and they explore that and sort of what it means. And every sort of person has their own kind of character that they play. There's sort of the, um, I say sort of a lot. I've noticed. Well, sorry. There's the heartbreak guy and the poet and the bartender and, um, the aspiring musician and all sorts of these characters just come together to, to put on a, a really great show, very talented singers. It was a lovely, lovely show. 
I would love to catch it again. Um, they're on tour. I think they're going to Texas. So I don't know if anybody's listening in Texas. Pretty sure we scared away any 903 fans when we covered their beers. Yeah. Uh, but they're in Fort Worth for a couple nights. So nice. Uh, Choir of Man, very, very much worth the time. I'm going to call bullshit. I would have absolutely gone to a musical. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You knew exactly what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, when I said it the first time, you gave me a look like, don't really? shut the fuck up. Like, you would absolutely go, yeah. Yeah. I just love musical theater, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's literally not been a single thing that I've seen that I haven't, I think, fallen in love with. This. I almost started crying. Mm. But I couldn't because my mom was crying at the dance with my father number. So I just had to stop that. And I just had to hold her hand. Why couldn't you have cried together? I don't know. It felt weird because we're both sort of obvious criers. Like, you know, some people can just have like a really pretty serene, like just a teardrop. I can do that. We sort of like convulse and like shudder when we cry because oh, we're holding it in quietly, but our body bodies just... react. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But a great show overall. Nice. Um, Pleasant surprise then. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that was really fun. I have a question. Go. Was it actually your mom's birthday, or do you two just not know when your mom's birthday is? No, my mom's birthday is on January 24th, which is like not, if you're listening to this out of time, we're like a month from then. Yeah. So she was like, it's for my belated birthday. You guys didn't, we didn't do anything for my birthday. And it's been a pretty hectic two months for me. So I was like, maybe we didn't. I don't know. When you didn't, you just forgot when Christmas was. I did. Yeah. So, right. So like, I don't. <laughs> that's fair. Um, okay. So yeah. so it was a hey, it's a belated birthday. Get down here. That's yes. cool. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say like, I feel like that shouldn't be a surprise to you. Totally. You're good with yes. birthdays. I should have said belated birthday. Yeah. You're right. Whereas I am terrible with birthdays. Yeah. Yours is. Uh, I know yours. Yours is July twelfth um, or thirteenth. I can't never remember. Yes. I think it's the. I think it's the thirteenth. Nope. Damn it! Is the twelfth? Yeah. That's so close. That's fine. You want to try to get my month right? Nope. <laughs> All right. Um, nope, I do not. November? It is November. Yes. You want to take a swing? Eighth. Thirteenth, actually, which okay. is maybe, there's there's our little yeah. confusion. All right. I was confusing your birthday with mine. Ah. Uh, because we are one. We are. Basically. What's got you hot or bothered, man? So I've watched a couple movies, and I can't remember what I've talked about on this show because I don't listen to it. I so can. Have I talked about Antlers? Uh, Yeah. To you or yeah. on the show? We really only talk about movies on the show. So okay. On the show. Although, dude, I, I don't know. You I, might have only talked to me about it at Secret Trail. I think we talked about it at the trail. Of we Secrets? There. Yeah. Sure. So that's a movie that I watched recently. I watched that and I watched The King's Man. Oh, right. So we those, can both talk about that in a minute. Why don't you give me antlers first? Give me, I need details. Like I need like proper like director, release date, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I don't have any of you that. You have a computer. Oh my God. Just look it up. Uh, it's easier to find on my letterbox. It just came out. I don't fucking Antlers know. is a horror film. Um, And I mixed it up because. Directed by Scott Cooper. Came out you. in 2021. It is starring Carrie Russell and Jesse Plemons and a few other people. But those are the main characters. I will read you a brief synopsis from Letterboxd. Pray it desires you not. A young teacher discovers that her troubled student's father and younger brother harbor a deadly supernatural secret. Taking the boy into her care, the teacher must fight for their survival against horrors beyond imagination. It sounds like Brightburn. Remember Brightburn? Yeah, I like that movie. Did we? I did not. I, I liked think. it. Man, that summer was rough. Like it was that, which was okay. But then like Gold Golden Boy, Hellboy. Yeah, I think of the Golden Army. Oh. That was so bad. Did you walk out I of walked, the theater? I've never walked out of a movie for our show, and I did. I wish I would have. Yeah, that makes sense. Trash. We also got Parabellum, John Wick Parabellum that, that summer, so it yeah. was okay. And like Endgame. It was an okay summer. Yeah. Continue. Anyways, so it starts off, Antlers does, as what you think is going to be a very formulaic slasher film or creature film mm-hmm. in the horror genre, and it segues pretty quickly into a kind of slow burning 
psychological thriller with a little bit of like drama and just a lot of tension and a lot of real concern. Like my anxiety went up a few times and this is the only horror movie probably in the last five years that actually got me on a jump scare. Oh, sick. Yeah. Um, I I had to pause it and I was like, dude, that got me. Why? Why Um, did it get you? I can't tell you. Okay. I want you to watch it and see because if it'll get you. Uh, I liked it because there was a distinct lack of score. So a lot of the movie was just very quiet. So there's okay. no buildup. So to that's a what jump I was going to ask. There's, there's like two types of jump scares. There's the there's the musical. Dum, 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 dum. There's the Jaws. Yeah. And then there's just the out of the blue. So this is like an out of the blue. There is the out of the blue. Cool. Yeah. And darkness was a big theme in this movie. There's a lot of sneaking around by like mm. flashlight only. Oh, uh, yeah. A very well done horror movie, though. I would say it's the most liked horror movie for me since Relic. Okay. Was Relic 2020 or 20? It was 2020. I don't remember. It was 2020. Um, but anyways, big fan. Cool. And so it's, your favorite horror movie of the year, certainly, of 2021. It probably. Must, it is. It yeah, has to be. We haven't done that much horror. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of horror, but on the show, we haven't. None that you've mentioned, really. That's fine. I don't bore you with every horror movie You I absolutely watch. should. Okay. Um, second, have you seen uh, yet? Have you seen Lamb? Not like, yet. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Lamb? Yeah. A24 distributed, um, mm-hmm. kind of also sort of like Scandinavian horror movie. Yeah, that's with uh, Numi Rapace, yes? Yeah, that sounds right. I'm not positive, but... Pretty sure. Um, that's another horror movie that's been on my radar. It, was uh, that a horror movie? That's the vibe I got. Okay. Yeah, I really want to watch that one. I've yeah. heard nothing but good things. I feel like maybe like moving forward, like like this year in the 2022 in film, like unless there's a great one, like you and I should both seek out as many respectively um, horror films and like musical films and then talk about them and hot and bother just to cover them. And then if there's like really good ones, convince each other to watch them. I'm in. It sounds Or we just cover them for the show during slow weeks. Yeah, that's true. Oh, you want me to watch more horror movies? (laughs) Okay. Was that the price of admission? More musicals? Fine. Sure. Um, So that's, that's my hot. Cool. man. Um, Not a ton of bothered. This I need not a 10 for antlers. Oh, out of 10, I'm going to give that like a 8.7. Oh, sweet. Really, okay. really good. Movie. And where did you say you watched it? Uh, streaming now on HBO Max. Okay, I'll check it out. Um, speaking of HBO Max. The King's Man. The King's Man. Oh, So I started it, like, I was looking for a movie that wouldn't require attention, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, like, getting suckered into, or not suckered in, I just wasn't feeling the vibes of, like, old action movies, but I wanted an action movie that would sort of, you know, last in, in sort of the background. You should watch Reacher. Oh, right. This again. Mm-hmm. Fine. We can talk about Reacher in a minute. Um, but I put on the King's Band, and I watched about 30 minutes of it. There were no kings. There was lots and lots and lots of, like, I think I told you this, sort of self-reverential. Um, Except for the King of England. Um, the, Tsar, the Tsar of Russia and the German. Oh, the whole conspiracy crew? No, they were the, bad the, guys leaders, or good guys? the leaders of their country who were neither good nor bad, but were being manipulated by the shepherd. Is that? Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so right. You're right. I'm sorry. There was most definitely a king. Okay. The king of England. I guess I just wanted to say there's no <laughs> kings and no man, but there were men, so I couldn't finish my joke. So I, you're right. There was a king. The point is, I thought it was boring. I only watched 30 minutes. You watched the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. All right. Lay it on me. Uh, It got incrementally better you had mentioned that it was filled with sort of a reverence for the original movie you mean the kingsman the newer one with taron edgerton there's only three right so there's there's kingsman for all i know this could have been based this whole series could have been based on a movie from like the 60s that i don't know about so i'm asking no as far as i know it's kingsman kingsman the golden circle 
and and this one. And I, it was Taron Egerton, I think yeah. is who it was. Mm-hmm. I did not get any of those vibes, and I'm curious how you did, because this is a prequel to all of those movies. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. They walk into the tailor shop. Yes. And that's it. That's that's the whole thing, is like Kingsman is a tailor shop, mm-hmm. and it's a front for like a spy organization. So every time they'd mention it in the beginning, it was like there was, I swear to God, there was like a, Oh, like, like we're taking you to a tailor. And then you'd see like Kingsman on the glass and it would just be like, oh, and he'd walk in and it just felt masturbatory in a way. Well, this whole movie was about how the King's men, the spy agency sure. came to fruition. So this is the establishing of the King's men. I know, but it's been established in the past movies. So like yes. now it's like, now it's like, now we get to see where it all began. It's like, it's like King Richard. Yes. Except that's real, and they actually struggled. And here it's like a cheap blockbuster movie they've done two of, mm-hmm. and they want us to be like, oh, my God, it's amazing, our favorite franchise that's only five years old. I don't give a shit about that. It's like Kingsman in history. Right. It's like it's, it's like we haven't liked this that long. Like if they did a retrospective on Harry Potter now or Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yes, show Which me the Hobbit. Doing. Show me the Shire. Right, exactly. Like I'd love to revisit the Shire. But like that's decades. Like that book was written in the, in the 50s or the 40s. That's had time to to really have a have a a fan base and like it deserves to have that kind of reverence. And so you're this does not. We haven't sat with this series or this universe that they're playing in long enough to no. merit a prequel. Nor if we did, do I think it would hold up to the type of quality that something like Lord of the Rings would. It's wow. it's stop forcing shit. Like it's not a legacy. Kingsman is just a stupid fucking money grab well, from. I don't care about it. Well, Marvel has fucked all of our brains into thinking everything needs an origin story. Yeah. So here's the Kingsman origin story. It's just an easy formula to follow to make another movie about the same shit to make more money. You got me drinking this beer again. I'm getting <laughs> heated. I'm just reaching <laughs> this beer that I fucking yes. hate. Uh, so overall, I thought it was entertaining. I was like half in, half out. Like I watched it and it was cool. There was yeah. some cool action. I like some of the people in it. Um, it wasn't great. Yeah. It was like a like a 5.2. It's above average. Yeah. I guess. Um yeah, I was playing at Secret Trail on Sunday as you know. Mm-hmm. Um another brewery that is that's not even on this episode. That was on Patreon. Um and they had Kingsman the original playing mm. and it was the church scene where like tons of people get murdered. Yeah. I, that scene blew my mind when I watched it. It was so gratuitously violent. Yeah. Both of the newer ones were. Like this yeah. one had moments of gratuitous violence too there was a scene in the second one that really also put me off where like taron egerton was at a festival and he had to like infiltrate some girl who was a spy and the way that he did it was by putting like a a tracking device like a tiny little square that fit on his fingertip and and then put his hand down her pants and inside Mm -hmm. and it kind of traveled up her body and we stayed pov with that square tracker device and he was inside and i remember that feeling kind of gross it was like like it felt weirdly rapey like 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 date raping but instead of that you're like drug you're instead of drugs you're like tracking them. you roofied her vagina yeah with like a it's gross like and now you're tracking her it's somehow worse like i'd rather just end up i don't know bad bad for me <laughs> fair enough so not a big fan of the kingsman series i thought eh? the first one was okay i thought the first two were cool i liked elton john in the second one yeah i also like the tie-in that i mentioned that king richard's um will smith's accent reminded me of samuel L. jackson in the first kingsman and now you've sort of closed that loop also there we go i wonder if uh that's how taron edgerton got the role of edgerton that's right of uh elton john in rocket man whoa another cool tie-in Nicely done. I'm seriously wondering because that came out a couple years after they did the Kingsman 2 together. 
Yeah, dude. It's kind of it's kind of always fun to see or to imagine sort of how these connections are made. Yeah, right. In Hollywood, like, oh yeah, you were that weird spy kid. Trademark. Yeah, I wonder um, if they like the movie. Like, you want to just know, portray me in my biopic? I could just see them like having martinis after a day of shooting, and then like just singing some yeah, of his songs. And totally, S- Sir Elton saying whatever he would say. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. What do people? What do? What, what does Elton John? I was say? trying to do an Elton John impression, but I. I, I don't know how he sounds. British, I guess. Great Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Is Doc Brown English? I don't, I don't think so. I think he's just American. Maybe. Marty, isn't 1. he the one that says "Great Scott"? Yeah, yeah. One point twenty-one gigawatts. Yeah, he's for sure American. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Kingsman, meh. Yeah. Um. Okay. I yeah. I'm gonna miss it. I'll uh, probably throw it on. I don't care. Yeah. If you're gonna throw something on HBO Max, throw on Antlers. Yeah. But I want to watch Antlers. That's the problem. There needs to be better popcorn movies. Yeah. Like Reacher. I want. Okay. So let's talk about it real quick. Yeah. Reacher is a great, straight up, just action cheesy you can pay attention there's a plot uh, you don't super need to remind me who's in it uh i don't know his name you have the technology in front of you yeah it's fine i closed my computer We're open it no my but research you didn't, like seal it in a case like, the you research just the lid it's, it's mummified yeah uh reacher it's got this giant behemoth of a man so reacher used to be another series on amazon also right no you're thinking of jack ryan really starring jimothy yes i am no, Reacher, 2022 thriller, one season. It stars Alan Richson as Jack Reacher. I don't know who that is. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Um, not many other notable actors. A lot of kind of like B and C list actors. Okay. I don't know what I was thinking of. I don't either. Uh, I'll just read you yeah, the yeah, synopsis. Please. Jack Reacher, a veteran military police investigator. Love it. Has recently entered civilian life when he is falsely accused of murder. Nice. So it's got, I'm going to leave that half, open. I love it. You like half closed and you're like, no, I'm going to keep I'm it open. I'm going to keep it open. So it's got strong Rambo first blood vibes. Sure. Just walking into town, getting wrapped up in some trouble. Yeah. But it goes pretty deep. He's got kind of a Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Holmes type thing happening with his just power of observation. And he can kind of just break a person down after a few minutes of observation. Uh-huh. He's very not outspoken at all until he is, and then he says just some crazy deep shit about uh-huh. your personal life that's uncomfortable. Like a okay, sure. It, it's pretty pretty cool the way he pulls it off, but also he's like six five, three hundred pounds, and he just fucks everybody up. Yeah, okay. What's the series rated? Oh, it's a hard R. That's a TV show, so TVMA, huh? Yeah, it's on Prime. Prime. Yeah. Yeah, but I loved it. Talk about like popcorn action. Like we ate that up in two days. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I watched more of Peacekeeper Maker. Peace. What Make, is it? Peacemaker. Peacemaker, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, speaking of, you had me questioning reality so, yeah, for so a right. second. Um, it's getting worse. No, I shut think. up. Well, so I liked it. I liked the the freshness of when I watched the first episode. Yeah. Or first, yeah, just the first one. And it's not gotten better, in my opinion. And I've only seen about three or four. At this point, um, Peacemaker, you are right, was not a show for me. Probably, yeah. It's 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 dumb. It's dumber than I was hoping. It gets better. I'm not sure. We'll see. I guess I'll keep watching. Yeah. Um, and I don't really have business talking about this now, so I will not tell you about my new thoughts on Euphoria because there's one more episode this season. So okay. I'll just wait until Sunday. yeah. Give me a season wrap when it's done. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think we're there, man. I think so, too. Next week, we are going to watch Uncharted. Yep. We're going to watch Licorice Pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that cool with you? I threw that in the notes, but we have we can I'll see it. I'll try and get so. to it. You got a whole week. Yeah. So 
Um, we don't know what we're drinking. Well, we do, but they're not really accessible to everybody. So, you know. Yeah, we were given beers for the show yeah. next week by a friend of the show, Philip. Yeah, uh, friend and patron. Yeah. I think that shout out's worthwhile. Absolutely. He um, pays good money for that shout out. <laughs> they are not available to pick up anywhere, right? They're like pretty. Yeah, they're pretty rarish. All right. Well, it'll be fun, though. When in doubt, just grab a couple of fun beers and just sit back on your couch and put us on your speakers and drink along with us and yeah. just hang out. Obviously. I really like doing that with podcasts. Do you ever do that? What? Do you still listen to podcasts or not? Oh, really? every day. Yeah, me too. I just love like like all stuff you should know is my my jam. Mm -hmm. Then me and Josh and Chuck will hang out and I'll just I'll be cleaning my house or doing dishes and I'll just put them on on a big speaker, sit down on the couch, drink a beer while they talk about stuff. I love that vibe. Yeah. Podcasts are made for that. I have been listening to Smartless a lot. Yeah, that's a good. One. I like that show. Yeah. Uh, will Arnett's voice is just soothing. Soothing. I like his voice. I wouldn't have ever. You gave me 20 words. That would not have come Really? Up. I think his voice is soothing Job? and relaxing. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's got that deep, just, it's so nice. It flows so well. It's it's jarring to me. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. And then Jason Bateman's just Bateman's great. great. Yeah. yeah. Who's the other person in that? Oh, the guy from- Will Arnett? Yes. That's who Who's, we just said. We did, right? Okay. And then, is there another uh, Will? Forte? No. That's a person. Uh, It's the guy that was in Will and Grace. That's the will I was thinking of, yeah. by the way. I don't know who that is. I don't either. doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't because it feels like maybe you're Googling it. <laughs> I am. Uh, Jason Bateman, Sean Hayes, and Will I Sean know. Hayes. Yeah, yeah. never, never would have thought of yeah, that. Yeah, that's a fun one. All right. We, we could just talk about what podcasts we like or we could just end this podcast. Yeah, whatever you want to do. I don't know. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Let's just go. Okay. Um, this show wouldn't be what it is without the support of Bateman. Already and every on Patreon on the handlebar. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. <laughs> um... Drink prickly pear beers, watch movies that make you groovy, and be good to each other. I'm Johnny Summers. Oh, yeah, I'm Max Bernardi. We'll see you next week. Love you, bye. This is Fresh Hot Cinema.